The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently, we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this. I hate the work of those who follow With my mouth. I'll make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of you. are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy time. And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And you'll see that there are two videos there at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from the previous day. This will all look different because we are pre-recording early and want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving <laughs> early beforehand. Um, <clears throat> so the left side and the right side will look a little different. What you guys are seeing on the screen, left side is Bradley's show from, from the previous day. You can click on that and watch it up until 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time he will be live, or there will be an education video. I have no idea what his plans are 
uh, for these days. On the right side is where we are. And all you got to do is click uh, on that, blow it up on whatever device you're on, and then click the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. You can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's our channel there. Please subscribe and help us build that up as well. And then also, we are on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. We're on Twitch at The Real Tim Brown and also on Twitter, for whatever that's worth, at The Real Tim Brown. Leave off the end and add a two and you're good to go. And then there's a number of Facebook pages, which hopefully at that time that this airs, uh, we will be back up on Facebook. It was only for two or three days. And this is a Friday that we're recording. So hopefully by Monday, we're, we're going to be back up. And so, yeah, I'm speaking in the it's back to the future day here at Sons of the Liberty. OK, <laughs> right up under where we are streaming is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get that once in the evenings between 7 and 8 Eastern usually. And then if you want our ministry email, which goes out once a week on Saturdays, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up on the front page right there. And then finally, if you would like to help keep us out there doing the things that we're doing, there is a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And uh, guys, we really do appreciate uh, all of your support, not just the finances, but you guys pray for us. Many of you write us cards and encourage us. You show up every day in the morning. I mean, a lot of you guys are literally your family. And I know the Lord makes us one. I get that. But I'm just simply saying your family to this guy right here uh, that I see those names in the chat. Some of you I've spoken with on the phone. Uh, others we pass messages, emails and things of that nature. And uh, uh, you you're a great encouragement to me uh, to see you guys in here in the morning in the chat. And of course, you guys who join us by Red State Talk Radio, thank you for your support. But it is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. And hang on, I got you muted there. Good morning, Lynn. Hi. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. I tell you what, and you're absolutely right. We do have a really big family. And they do support us, uh, be it through finances or prayers or just showing up. And I tell you what, this year, especially for myself, it has been absolutely such a lesson in not only humility, Tim, but in recognizing that blessings don't always come in the way or the shape that we ever thought that they would. And here we are in the season of Thanksgiving. And so I know that we will not be physically together for Thanksgiving, but we want to make sure that everyone has a wonderful time with grandma and grandpa, that you gather around, that you hold them close. And it kind of is ironic, Tim, that we're in the season that we're in and we're seeing what's going on, not only from the left, but from the right. We know that uh, we survived the midterm selections and supposedly the Republicans are rejoicing because they took back the House. And a little bit of what we're going to be talking about today impacts grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads, because, it, again, it's showing you that whether it's the left or the right, the Republicans or the Democrats, uh, the cradle to grave push is alive and well. And the announcement that we are going to start with is under or came out under total democratic control, meaning from the, um, the supposed blue donkey people. And now that the red uh, elephant people are in, we're going to see exactly what they do and what they say to either negate what is this new initiative or support it. And you're going to be very surprised, I think, 
Well, maybe our audience won't, but I think those who are, are not in tune with this will be very, very surprised. But I will tell you, in our house for Thanksgiving, we are not serving BS and horse hockey. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> I'm telling you what, you, you've got that going on there, Lynn. And I know there are people in the chat that says, where can I get that shirt? Where, where can I get well, it? You're, you're going to have to start you one of those cafe press to. things on your site. Yep. Because I yeah. know some people and I could probably name them. I won't give any initial. I'll give their initials. Carol Ann, I know she wants one because she catches yeah. you every time uh, that, that you bring that up. She'll so, want one of those somebody shirts. Somebody counts score. I know they do. Wait, and there was what? There was a couple of shows we did where it was, wait a minute, I didn't get my BS in horse hockey. <laughs> you, you weren't so angry that day and that's okay too. No, but, I really wasn't, but that's okay. But today I think is a good day because, yeah. you know, we have to. You know, God gave us older people in our lives so that we could have mentors wisdom. and wisdom. And if we are so busy aligning them to this globalist agenda yeah. of, honey, if you're not working, you're not worth anything, or we're going to work you literally to death and then we'll be the ones who, who off you. I mean, come on. This is not the way that God intended everything to be. But anyway, let's, uh, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Let's start off. This is the AmeriCorps press release, Tim, for a new call under the Biden administration to find ways to entice grandma and grandpa to go back to work. Now, this will tell you that because they're in the season of life they're in, maybe they don't have that much to do. I am absolutely paraphrasing. OK, it will just go on to tell you that this is going to be one of those cogs in the wheel that we have to keep uh, uh greasing because our economic development is going to grind to a halt if we don't. And so here it is telling you one more time, we're going to use federal funds, Tim, taxpayer bunnies to secure employment and professional or skilled labor. Ooh, where have we heard skilled labor before or careers? Now, this is open to not only our federal agencies and our schools, but nonprofit, faith-based, tribal and community-based organizations, higher education institutions, state, local and territorial government entities. So if they're not gonna get you through education, they're gonna get you through some other nook and cranny. This says that it will seek to go after those who are 55 and older to participate in national service activities, Tim, that will positively impact their community and gain the skills needed to transition back where into the workforce. Yep. Designed to be sustainable and replicable, these programs are intended to extend well beyond the period of the AmeriCorps grant funding, and this will support and achieve sustainable change in communities to align with the Biden-Harris administration about diversity, equity, and inclusivity and accessibility. Yeah, they just, they can't get enough of uh, trying to control people. This is uh, something that uh, yeah. a friend of mine had just sent me when we, mm -hmm. when I've been talking about uh, this issue of dissolving DC, which by the way, that wow. would, that would fix all Thank of that you. department about of education and all the other stuff by just saying, we ain't having no more, any of you guys. For but you know, what's interesting is that AmeriCorps is not through the department of education, but the department of labor. So right. you can't just go after, as you have been saying, you cannot just go after it. You have to go after 
the unholy triune that every student succeeds at set up, which sure. is education, labor, and health and human services. Now, by targeting those 55 and older, you just put uh, maybe not grandma and grandpa, but maybe your parents. I mean, I fall into that age bracket. So I would not be able to do what I'm doing that God led me to do. I would have to transition back into the community workforce, not for my gain, not for my pleasure, not for anything that I want to do, but what these grants are pushing our governments at state and local levels to do. So if you think yeah. that the, the footprint is just going to stay in D.C., it absolutely will not. Now, as I said, this was an announcement that is under a totally Democratic Biden-Harris administration. However, we have one uh, career politician from the state of North Carolina, Representative Virginia Fox, who just got recently reselected to serve. And here is her comment piece on why we need to keep uh, apprenticeships, why we need to keep going after skill-based labor. Now, I don't know how long her speech is, but I do know that this particular link will not only have her speech, but it will have her transcript as well. And she will tell you in this. Now, she's a diehard Republican, okay? And she will tell you in one on one side of the fence, this was under Trump's administration, that all education is career tech education. And now she's coming under Biden's administration going, oh, foul, foul, foul. Look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. And she's she's dividing and cherry picking her issues so that she can make the Republicans look rosy white and driven pure on this and that it's all the Democrats fault. But it, it, it amazes me to no end how this woman got reselected. It's kind of like you were saying the other day about how Lindsey Graham, how in the world is that happening? But here she is going to tell you that I'm going to keep pushing for skill-based labor and apprenticeships because after all, oh yes, they are so good and they've been around since the 30s. But let's not forget that under the Trump administration, apprenticeships went off the charts as far as the billions of dollars of funding for cradle-to-grave indoctrination, not just Biden's administration, not just Obama's administration, but you can tie this all the way back to Bush the first. Yeah, this is what what I was saying about uh, the, the dissolution of D.C. I was explaining right. it with a friend of mine because he had somebody who just said, well, if we get rid of D.C., what are we going to do? And that's the mentality of the people that the world's going to stop if we mm -hmm. eliminate Washington, D.C. and we come back no, and start really to govern ourselves. Nothing will basically change in, in the least as far as our lives right. are concerned. And I, I, that was a great thing about. Uh, the interview I had with Daniel Miller on secession, you know, Texas looking mm -hmm. at that, nothing would basically change. It would be a, there would be a slow progression of change, but there wouldn't be the other. Okay. So we're going to play Virginia here. She's got about four minutes of sure. something to say. Sure. Oh okay. yeah. But have a bark bucket. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's Virginia Fox. Mr. Speaker, this week we celebrate the eighth annual national apprenticeship week. It's the perfect time to reflect on what is and what isn't working in our nation's workforce development programs. There are more than 10 million unfilled jobs in this country and nearly 6 million unemployed individuals. There's clearly a crack in the education the to workforce pipeline. The best way to address our country's skills gap and worker shortage is to promote workforce development programs that actually work.
I've been encouraged to see many businesses coming up with their own workforce development programs. Time and again, employer-led programs prove to produce the best results. So why are you pitching one from government? Embracing apprenticeships as a solution for upskilling and reskilling workers. As employers realize that baccalaureate degrees do not always prepare workers to fill needed roles, more alternative pathways will be needed. Many businesses are already removing unnecessary degree requirements and are instead replacing them with apprenticeship programs. This is a great development for our country and our workforce. Americans should not have to take out mountains of crushing student loan debt to study a subject that has nothing to do with their intended career, only to have to start from scratch once they enter the workforce. For too long, the college for all mentality has pushed young people into obtaining a baccalaureate degree, regardless of their intended career. This mentality is slowly shifting and our country will be better off for it. Now that more young people are turning to apprenticeships, it's important to ensure that there are high-quality programs available. We need apprenticeship programs that prepare workers for the open positions today, not the positions that were open yesterday. We need cutting-edge programs. One-size-fits-all Washington-knows-best models are not the answer. But that's While what she's President pushing. Biden touts his support for apprenticeships, his cancellation of employer-led apprenticeship programs tell a different story. President Biden supports only apprenticeships he can control. Since terminating employer-led apprenticeship programs, the Biden administration has doubled down on support for the registered apprenticeship model. Because this system, founded in 1937, has not been substantially updated in eight decades, it is not easily adapted for innovative industries. Using this model to expand and modernize apprenticeships would be like starting on a journey on an already leaking ship. We can push as hard as we want, but in the end, the vessel can only take us so far before we sink. It's time for a new system, one with employers in the driver's seat. Job creators know the tools. Let them be in the driver's seat, lady. Washington swamp dwellers, on the other hand, are clueless. Why the Biden administration believes bureaucrats in Washington are more equipped to run apprenticeship programs than those on the ground is beyond me. But aren't you the one it's wanting no it? Surprise that the vast majority of successful and thriving apprenticeship programs are led by private industry. Take Kentucky Fame. So let example. them do it. The Kentucky Federation for Advanced Manufacturing Education is a partnership of regional manufacturers that creates a pipeline of highly skilled workers through an earn and learn program. By the time participants are done with this program, they will have an associate's degree, an advanced manufacturing technician credential, and years of work experience, all with no student loan debt. This organization operates in 12 states and has an 85% employment placement rate. This is an excellent workforce development model that other industries can learn from. The more employers embrace apprenticeships, the better off our economy will be. The best way for our workforce to thrive is for the federal government to get out of the way and for industry leaders to lead the way. So why so are you talking about another program? Let's tell the Biden administration to stop putting special interests ahead of workers. <laughs> like you're Let's not doing that. Let's recommit ourselves to empowering job creators to provide their own solutions. And let's support those job seekers who want an opportunity to learn and earn at the same time. Thank you, Mr. Oh. Speaker. I yield back. I, you know, Lynn, oh. the whole Mr. time. Speaker, this oh, week we... would you be quiet? The, the whole 
the whole time I'm listening to this lady, she's mm -hmm. talking about, well, the Biden administration wants to control it, but we need a new program that's going to be government. And it's like, well, the private sector is best to do this. And well, then let them do it. Stay out of it. I, has this lady even had a business? I'm, I'm just kind of curious. You know, I, I don't know, but because she's a former educator, she feels qualified to speak to this. But now this is not the first time I've gone after Fox because, you know, she is the fox in the hen house when it comes <laughs> to this kind of stuff. And that's the image that I've used on my blog, mm. uh, you know, especially with that that infamous quote of hers that all education is career tech education. Don't lose what she said, skilled and reskilling workers. OK, she did focus on young people. But that did not exclude older people. And this is what I want folks to understand. A pipeline does not stop at K through 12 or K through college. It goes all the way. And to use her example of the leaky ship, let's use that because that's the pipeline that she's referring to. This will not stop when it gets to uh, people who are 30 to 50 or 55. OK, it's not going to stop. It absolutely won't. Because if you look at the platform for this, it was Mark Tucker when he took it to Estonia and did what? And we've done shows on this, Tim, where it focused on reskilling everyone over the age of 50 to be back in the workforce, working for either the government or who the government contracts with, which is what is so dangerous about hers, her uh, idea about letting the, the businesses do it because it will only be the ones who are federally registered that happened under Trump. But back to Tucker, he perfected that model. So when the, the, the country of Estonia was done with all these elderly workers and they literally could not work anymore. Well, how are they going to feed themselves? How are they going to have their medicine? How are they going to have housing? The government did it all, housed them, fed them, and gave them medicine. Now, how accurately they kept up with the needs of all these elderly people, I don't know. But if you look at the size of Estonia, compare it to Maryland, because that is the test dummy state in which she's talking about a lot of employers are, are releasing uh, requirements for certain degrees. Maryland did that through their governor for state employees when it comes to state jobs that you and I would depend on if we were residents of Maryland. And some of these jobs are very, very important. They're part of the infrastructure. But again, notice in her speech, she did not call out education. She called out supporting the economy. She also talked about, oh, okay, baccalaureate degree is worthless. But oh, no, honey, if you go through this, this work, a work to earn to learn, which is what she was talking about. The learn, hurry up to learn so that you can hurry up and earn. We've said that she used a, a phrase like that, but she she talked about the Kentucky program, twelve states. Okay, so they chucked out needing a baccalaureate degree. Big whoop. Okay, you're going to replace that with an associate's degree and a credential that goes where on the blockchain AI, which we've covered last week about how draconian that is. So this all interconnects. And so why I wanted us to play Virginia's message, Tim, was to back up the fact that just because the rhinos now have control of the Congress, don't think that this will not survive. It may not be exactly like Biden's administration wants, but it will survive because they're in this together.
Yeah, and let's let's let me tie something here together with this as well. Sure. Because again, we've talked about this is kind of the stealth. The education issue is the stealth mm -hmm. mode that they're doing. They're getting the kids while they're young. It, it's right. a process over several years and stuff. And you and, and many parents aren't seeing the, the, their kids all of a sudden turn on them and they're, they're going, what happened? Well, you were you were giving them the statist to indoctrinate them. And you're surprised when they come out of statist. Well, the whole point that that. I think what we're showing here is when people say, okay, we want a red wave, we want Republicans in there and this, that, and the other, you're, you're going in the same direction. And this right here is really the foundation for everything. If you're training your, your children, especially, and I realize that this is getting a, a hooks in everybody, I get it in all ages, right. but if you're right. training your children at the behest of the state, well, how is there any real difference? They are being trained to accept Republican Democrat leadership that government knows best that they, they're the ones that need to form the models, the programs. We need these programs. You don't need any of this stuff. And this is why I keep telling people it, if we do away with this, what are you going to do? Well, one, you're probably going to end up pushing towards sound money. Uh, to, towards some lawful money rather than the, the fiat currency we have now that we're keep going in debt more and more and more and more and more, which makes all your goods cost more uh, and everything else. But what happens when you do, when you actually do away with that? Do you not give your, are you not giving yourself and your neighbors more freedom, more liberty to do what you want in your life and in the lives of your children? I, I, I don't see why people can't get it. I, I think they think, if you eliminate some part of government or all of it uh, at that kind of level, that somehow the world's going to stop and, and everybody's going to fly off of it. And I, I don't know. Right. Well, here's the thing. It's not just our K through uh, 12th grade students. We've got a lot in higher education. We've got a lot who've been graduated from college for a while and they're a-okay with, oh, you know, what? Let grandma and grandpa go back to work. Let mom and dad go back to work. You know, hey, it's okay. They'll get a, they'll get a free check for, you know, their, their service. What they're not recognizing is that's indentured servitude, which if you look at the constitution, yep. that I think was prohibited in the 14th amendment. Even though but they no. continue to do it in the, uh, for-profit prison system and a number of other areas Absolutely. too. And, and they've done it in education, and I have pointed that out, especially when the USMCA was signed by who? Mm-hmm. Wasn't a Democrat. Anyway. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> the, the tweet I had this morning was, Welcome to the USA, where the American dream is now nothing but an American scream. You change education, and you change the country narrative. When someone tells you that public education failed us, Oh, no, it didn't. It swayed us. And that was and is the global goal. So quote me if you like. And this very much the reason I tweeted that out this morning was I knew that we were going to be pre-recording and I knew this was going to be our topic. And, you know, God's timing is everything. So, yeah, we're right here in the season of Thanksgiving. What better time to be more alert to what to really be thankful for, what to really be watchful for. And I'm telling you, if you're not going to get uh, upset about uh, the federal government and state government going after your kids, maybe if they go after your parents or maybe if they go after 
you know, your grandma and your grandpa, or maybe it's a neighbor down the street who has been like a, a mom or dad or, or, or grandparent. I don't know. Something has to wake these people up. And I don't know exactly what it is, but trust me, we have, we have, un, we have uncovered enough horse hockey and BS for these folks to absolutely have enough to have enough stink to wake anybody up. Yeah. The, again, I, I, Having been in what I'm in for more than mm -hmm. 10 years now, I right. can tell you just looking at it and, uh, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. I'm not pointing out right. any particular person here, but right. I can tell you in the what is considered, I guess, the conservative right, whatever kind of media that they want to throw us, label us. Right. in. I can tell you there are some really intelligent people and there are some people who will just take the red meat and that's what they hold on to. And things like we talk about on Wednesday, they'll go, yeah, okay, I think that's a good thing. And then it's out of sight, out of mind, and we're off chasing right. what Biden said or what Pelosi did or any of this stuff that has no, I mean, it has an impact on our lives, but it, it doesn't impact us the way this more. is. This is everyday yeah. stuff we're talking about here. It, absolutely it is. Now, let's go back to the AmeriCorps because here's the 2023 proposal, Tim, and I want folks to know. Now, remember, this is for apprenticeships for senior citizens, okay? This is the fiscal 2023 AmeriCorps Senior Workforce Development uh, Demonstration Program. In this, you're going to see the use of career tracks. And what did Miss Virginia Fox just say in her little speech? We're going to need more what career pathways, career tracks, career paths. We've covered this. I don't know how many times on my blog. I have so many articles on the credentialing system that is hooked to these career paths. And you want to know who's at the, the root of the career pathways. And that is none other than Pearson Publishing in partnership with Harvard University when they went and did a study about how poor America was and they called it the pathway to prosperity and then the federal government got a hold of it as it was talking to the United Nations and they came up with this wonderful thing that was built right into the UNESCO agreement about a common core for everyone and that was okay we'll rebrand it from prosperity pathways to career pathways which turned into career paths or career tracks or career tech education. And what do we see? Virginia Fox with her infamous quote, all education is career tech education. We have Democrats like uh, Joe Biden, who is such a friend of the unions in this nation. It's not even funny. In fact, when Obama was president and Biden was vice president, Obama, got into Biden's ear, said, look, I want you to get in bed with the trade unions and I want you to go over here and let's start working up these apprenticeships. Let's start working up these career track education. Let's start working up these career pathways. And then what did Trump do when he came in? Did he stop this? Did he halt it? No, honey. He increased it to the tune of about $3 billion worth. Mm. No, that look, you, you're, you're, you have to be off base here, Lynn. I mean, Trump, was doing good for America. Don't you know that? BS and horse hockey was. <laughs> we both know that he yeah. was selected just like the rest of yep. them. And he was yep. because he's not, a, as you said, he's not a smart businessman. A smart businessman would not need banks to bail his butt out of hock. That's right. That's, that, that, that's exactly right. And, yeah, and I want, I want people to, 
the more we can break break people's minds away from that system, the more they can comprehend what you're talking about here. And and again, I don't think the majority, at least what I've seen, the majority of people who listen to our show are dummies. I don't think a lot of them are still in that, but there are still some people who were trying to rescue out of that system, so to speak, and say, wait a minute, this is what's going on. No matter what side of the political aisle you're, you're pushing towards, this is what's going on. And you've got to get a handle on the fact that neither one of these people are representing you, the constitution, your life, your children's life, your neighbors, or anybody they're, they're representing people behind them or their handlers who are making money off of you for whatever the stuff is that they're pushing. If anybody yeah, thinks that Virginia Fox wrote what she wrote and, and said no, what she, she said, you're you're really out to lunch. You really are. No, she's not that smart. I'm sorry. She's just not that smart. Uh, she's that well paid. She's that well uh, 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 incentivized, I should say. But anyway, point of it is, this is absolutely, uh, it's been hiding in plain sight for a while, but this kind of rips the Band-Aid off of that. And the reason why it's important to cover this is because, again, you've got uh, an announcement that came out just before the midterms. Now you have speeches that are coming just after the midterms, and they're saying the same bloody thing. They absolutely are. Now, for the folks in the archives, um, from my arc, uh, from my blog, commoncordiva.com, you're going to see a show that Tim and I did, and this one was back in August of 2021, and it was called The U.S. Department of Education, Our Pretended Savior. And Tim, we went over a lot of this sort of stuff. We absolutely did. This also featured the AmeriCorps, how it got started, how it's funded, because it's not a federal agency. It's a non-governmental organization program that is funded by our taxpayer dollars. It also is in bed with public-private partnerships, which we have said, I don't know how many times, when you keep hearing your selected politicians harp on economy over people, that is not American, that is not conservative, that is not anything good, fine, or decent. Okay, 2016, there's gonna be another one. This was about the grab for the babies in the workforce, but it also extended beyond college and into our supposedly golden years. And this was uh, play money. And this was how the companies that were coming in and funding recess and lining those to Common Core were also at the other end of the age spectrum, Tim, funding community projects for older people so that they could also be in this uh, paid, paid to earn to learn system as well. All right, where you wanna look for that one will be part two. We'll give you a little bit more history on the uh, history of, excuse me, I repeated myself. That'll give you more history on the AmeriCorps. Then from 2018, this was one that I did where you're going to see several images of the cradle to grave system, especially under Tucker's example. There were nine blocks to that particular system, Tim. And it's absolutely scary. And they're everyone alive and well. And so when you see a Democrat and a Republican coming at both ends of the spectrum to support this, it's that it's like that clean uh, turd. There is no clean turd, because if you pick it up from one end, it's going to be nasty. If you pick it up from the other end, it's going to be nasty. So there's your there's your BS in motion. Okay, Uh, we also have from 2020 my article about the adult charter schools. Oh, yes, there are adult charter schools that are gaining popularity that offer free money, especially to those over the age of 50, Tim, to go back to school 
and to be reskilled so that they can relearn to enter the workforce so they can be an economic gain, not an economic drain. Okay, uh, let's see, what else do we have? Um, we have uh, another one that we did. This was the United Nations Department of Education sets their sight on all ages. We did that one. Then there's also uh, one that you, you picked out a really good image of linen for, and this was linen's crushing of the workforce class between taxation, inflation, and how it's happening in today's world. Uh, then we have from May of this year, Congress uses tips they got from Silicon Valley to control you from cradle to grave, which ties into the artificial intelligence, which we just updated, what, last week. And then, of course, to support every bit of this, Tim, we have Congress on the Hill before the midterms that trotted out a piece of legislation that does what gives older Americans more opportunities to re-enter the workforce for economic gain because that's their civic duty. Our, here's the question I have when it comes to some of that, uh, because yeah. our, our obviously our culture has uh, trained those when they reach a certain age that uh, no longer are you going to do that. You're going to retire. Mm -hmm. uh, now, now I don't know of the scripture knowing anything about that. It it does talk about enjoying the land. It talks about living long and the land mm -hmm. the Lord our God has given us and stuff like that. But this idea of retirement is basically this this worldly kind of thinking of I'm going to lay back and do nothing. And right. uh, I can speak to my father in this. My, my father had uh, had retired from a church and he said, I'm going to go work in the wood shop. I'm not going to not do anything. I'm going to work in this wood shop that I have. And, you know, I'm going to preach on occasion, you know, fill in stuff like that. And mm -hmm. that's just not in my dad's blood. Uh, yeah. He immediately was right back out pastoring churches, uh, preaching, which I'm glad to see uh, because yeah. in my mind, I hear the words of the Apostle Paul, you know, he says, you, you run the race, you run to win. And when you get near the end of the race, you're going to give it every, if, you, if you're in a marathon, you're, you're pacing yourself. And then when you get to that final stretch, you're running mm -hmm. hard to finish well. And I encourage my dad, just so people understand, my dad was 70 at the time. Uh, he's in his 80s now. Mm -hmm. But I encouraged him. I said, dad, finish well, run hard. Don't. Yeah. Don't jog to the finish line, run hard. And he's done that. I mean, even after the quote unquote retirement, but you know, they're of the age where all that kind of stuff was put out. Now they're telling you, Oh no, now you got to get out and work. Well, I can see how this is going to go over like a lead balloon with a lot of people who've been indoctrinated with the whole retirement thing. Well, here's the thing, you know, not every person is blessed to be able to retire at X age. You know, you've got some who took early retirement. You've got some who, like my parents, they went beyond the age of whatever it is you're supposed to. And they couldn't because if they didn't work, they didn't eat. They didn't pay the bills. I mean, that's just the way it was. Um, you know, the way it is in my family, who knows? Um, we'll see what God does because we know that he's, he's plentiful and he's provisional and we just we don't know but i don't have any plans of slowing down that was why i was you know wanting to fight cancer so hard was because you know that was my wake-up call hey honey you're not doing what you should so come on let's let's clean up let's let's get this done and get back on track but again it depends on where your mindset is where your belief system is it also depends on the circumstances that you have 
And I know that a lot of people are going to look at this and go, well, this is why we have to have, you know, inclusion. This is why we have to have equality. And I don't argue that to some point, but it should not be the federal government's business. Those sorts of things were supposed to be led to, uh, excuse me, given to your church and to your community and your body of believers. It wasn't supposed to be the federal government's uh, business to say, okay, Lynn and Tim, you have to retire by X age and you have to take Medicare by X age because that's in there too. Yeah. So, so what, so hold on. So now you're giving me something a little different here. So basically they're telling the people that they're going to have to be uh, a part of this Marxist system. It's not, mm -hmm. you can or can't do it. You're going to have to do it. Is that what, is mm -hmm. that, did I hear you right on that? I believe so, because if you look at some of the other resources that we have for today, this is from the Administration on Aging, which is housed where? In the Department of Health and Human Services. Now, it will tell you how the administration got started, what their goal is. And if you look at their goal, Tim, it is not to be a free older American exercise of your God-given rights. It absolutely isn't. Now, I did not see anything on this particular website for re-education or sending seniors back to work, but it was absolutely amazing of the systems they want to funnel us into as we age. This is why I'm bringing that angle up. Then from the U.S. Labor's Department, older Americans' re-entry into the workforce has been glorified by the super PAC known as the AARP, who is supposed to be the senior citizen's friend in all things senior citizen. No, they're not. They are a political action group that is, excuse my French, hell-bent on federal subsidies for everything that we have uh, as we age. And if that's not bad enough, we featured the AARP on our show on uh, last week about the artificial intelligence and how they were pushing for AI, as well as how they are pushing for these adult charter schools to reskill older Americans. So if you think that the AARP is your friend, they're not. Yeah, we, we need to reiterate, too, uh, all of this is in violation of the U.S. Constitution. Uh, both it the Ninth and Tenth Amendments are very clear. We didn't authorize them in education at all. And yet they use that as a springboard to get into all this other stuff with labor and everything else. And I, I even question the issue of labor. Yeah, sure, they're supposed to make sure things are regular uh, for the states to trade and this, that, and the other. That does not mean regulating it to death. It doesn't I understand it just, if, if you look at the federalism model that we yeah. had, the things that were in the federal government's jurisdiction and the things that were in the state's jurisdiction, there were quite a few that were right down the middle. Okay. Education was one of them. Labor was the other and health and human services. And now if you look at the system we have now, instead of it being that federalism system where they're, they're sort of connected, it's that the federal system has come over here and taken the state system. Yep. Yep. It sure has. It absolutely has. But uh, that's where we're leaving everything on the table. So there's the big turkey. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we've got a couple other things that you've got uh, for us here. Yes. Um, okay. HR 5531. Oh, yes. That is the one that is the um, older Americans. Hang on just a second because I have closed. And this that is email. from Representative Marie Newman out. Uh, she's a uh, yes, Democrat out is. of Illinois. And uh, oh, let's yeah. just, I, I just, I'm just kind of curious. 
Okay, let's, hang uh, on. Let's look hang up on. at... Yep. Yeah, let's absolutely look at this. This is to amend the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act to promote the employment of older individuals and that ever so lovely, cover your backside phrase, other purposes, mm. okay? Now, let's, let's pause. The Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Tim, tell me where we've heard that on this show before. On page 17 of what? The Every Student Succeeds yep. Act. What was cited? The Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. And how was it cited? That all education had to be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness standards as laid out in the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Yep. So HH, excuse me, HR 5531 seeks to amend the WIOA, as we call it. Okay, now we have Newman, Bayer, Bonamici, and Garcia. Oh, okay, so they are all behind this. This is supposed to be enacted by the Senate as well as the House of Representatives, should it ever become law. Now, it will give incentive grants and allowable activities to promote older workers. Hey, Tim, did you know we have to ask Mother May I what I can do if I'm an older American to seek an opportunity to go to work? Yeah, and I, you know, I think people will be somewhat astonished at uh, some of this stuff that you've got uncovered here from government websites dealing with those who are older and yeah, being it, in the it, workforce. It's, it's, it's absolutely awful because here it says it wants to take away one portion, but here's what they're going to add back mm. in. Supporting the development of alternative evidence-based, because after all, evidence-based really works well in, in education, uh, evidence-based programs and other activities that enhance the choices available to older individuals, including self-employment and other wage-earning activities that will lead to economic self-sufficiency and enhance their skills like digital literacy in older individuals. It will also give specialized centers, oh goody, more workforce hubs, Tim, for older workers in state uh, government. Okay, so in other words, we're going to, if the school, the K through 12 school isn't hub enough for you, now we're going to have more regionalism hubs for older Americans so they can go back and have, learn all over how to learn so they can go out here and learn some more. But the audacity of saying that, okay, we the federal government are going to give the states uh, and at national level and at state level funds so that you can go be self-employment and so that you can go be self-sufficient. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's like talking out of both sides of your mouth. We want you to be self-sufficient, but uh, you're going to be de you're going to be dependent upon us you to got, you uh, gotta have money. government money to do it. <laughs> yeah. And you all the and all do. the strings that are attached to that. It's not just the money, as we've talked about before. Anything with right. money coming either from the state or from the feds always mm -hmm. has strings attached to it. That's why you should leave that junk alone. Absolutely, but you know we already have the one-stop job centers here in mm. North Carolina they are spread throughout the state because this is where ed and labor got into bed together and yeah you can go down to the one-stop job center and you can take an assessment Tim that tells you what career track that you're supposed to be on because don't forget Virginia Fox brought that up in her speech that we had to have specialized tracks and we had to have assessments that would put us in the tracks so that we didn't deviate 
Well, that's what these one-stop job centers do. They assess you on your education level and your skill level. And then they tell you, oh, this is going to be what job you're suited for. Thus, this is where you're going, to, how you're going to be educated. Now, Tim, we've done, I don't know how many shows on this. On my blog, I have scores of articles where these assessments to pigeonhole you into a career do nothing to encourage you to learn. It does everything to pigeonhole you into where the government says you need to be. And I'm going to bring up Charlotte Iserbeek's lovely example of how this system works. Okay. All right. I took my assessment. It says I need to go be a welder. Okay. So I spend all my time, all my energy and all my effort going to welding school. And I get that degree. And then I hear that Mr. So-and-so down the street is hiring welders. And I go and I stand in line. Now, what I don't know is that Mr. So-and-so down the street only needs nine welders. And I'm number 10. I have no job. And I've just devoted my entire life in education and time and energy to do what? Weld. What do I do? Well, yeah. according to this one-stop job center, you get to go back, take another assessment, and they'll point you in a new direction. To which you might get something, or you might be like you did in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know. So, yeah, this is the poppycock that is in this particular federal bill that we have people from all over going, yes, more, please, more, please. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and this is, again, what happens when uh, government gets involved in things they're not supposed to get involved in. Absolutely. And this also will establish in the U.S. Department of Labor. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. An older workers bureau. So we're going to take an unconstitutional, uh, unconstitutional federal agency and we're now going to attach a new office to it, complete with taxpayer funds too, Tim, for what? Older Americans Bureau. Yay. And what the hey do you say that they are going to do? <laughs> well, the president, whoever the president may be, gets to appoint, not we the people select, because, you know, we know how that works. Mm. But the president will appoint an assistant secretary of the Older Workers Bureau, okay, to carry out the mission. Well, what the hey is the mission? Here's the mission. The Older Workers Bureau is lead is to lead and coordinate the federal response team to advance employment, economic success, and the well-being of older individuals through policy development, which we know policy is not law. It's an interpretation, and it depends on who's interpreting it, research, reporting, and technical assistance. The Assistant Secretary for the Older Workers Bureau may administer grants and contracts, public-private partnerships, here we go, to support this mission. Interesting. You know, I, I, I just as soon not say what is on my mind about this particular bill, because this is absolutely such an insult. But don't miss the fact that well-being was in there. And then go back and look at the Council on Aging through the Department of Health and Human Services and see how they want to hook you up as an older American. Go back and look at the Department of Labor, how they want to treat you. And then go back and look at the Department of Education. This is absolutely such a slap in the face to our older people. Yeah, well, you know, what do, what do we expect here, Lynn? Because uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, you're seeing is these are people 
uh, large measure, large measure, a lot of them are the baby boomers. And uh, they were people who didn't on, learn to honor their parents, uh, many of those guys. And you can tell it by the lives that they live when they're up there in D.C. You can tell right. that kind of thing, that they have a they have a contempt for their parents. They don't they don't they don't care for them. Well, here's what I'd like to do. OK, if they want to talk about older American Bureau and they want to hook them into this system. How about taking all those career politicians from both sides of the aisle and run them through this gauntlet? Get rid of all their their uh, money that they've made by hook or crook. Get rid of all of it. Have them, you know, go without a paycheck for quite a while. Go do some of the things that we've done. Run them through this older American gauntlet and then just see how well it works for the rest of us. And then let us decide if this is what we want. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully people are are getting more educated in this. And I use that term as it's meant to be. They're learning right. uh, and doing something about it, uh, hopefully at a local level uh, where you're more, most effective. Lynn, what I want to do yes. is I want to give you a, a final word here if you want to give uh, uh, where people can find you. And then okay. since we're coming up on Thanksgiving, I want to read a passage of scripture as we close out the sure. show. So Absolutely. Ahead. That would be wonderful. Sure. I just, okay. I just want to say a special thank you to everyone, whether it's been small or large, um, monetarily or prayerfully. Thank you so much. Um, my cancer recovery is not done by any stretch of the imagination. What took years of, of bad choices and environmental uh, snafus is not going to be solved in just a couple of months. I am two months into recovery. Um, so any further support that anyone feels so led by God to give, whether it's financially or prayerfully, please keep it coming. It is the lifeblood that helps me keep going so that I can keep uncovering the BS and horse hockey for you so that you can go out and help educate others. If you wish to financially bless any of the work that I do, whether it's in uh, research or cancer recovery, commoncordiva.com, go to the donate page. There is a new way to donate. It's called snowball and if you don't trust um online giving just get in touch with tim and he can certainly point you to the right direction and i just wanted to say thank you all so much your continued support and dedication to what i do helps me give back to you continued support and dedication and i really hope that in 2023 that we could absolutely meet in person so that we can gather all these like-minded people so that we can go out and affect change more locally. And that would be my Thanksgiving wish. So be blessed. Have a wonderful time with your families. Remember, God Almighty is the reason why we are blessed and why we're here and why we need to stay in this fight and be so doggedly determined to wake up as many as we can. Amen. Amen. From Psalm 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. You see a song going on in here. To him who alone doeth great works, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. Give thanks to God. It's a season to give thanks. Uh, nothing wrong with Thanksgiving. In fact, we shouldn't be having it just once a day or once out of the year, it should be an everyday thing for the believer that we're to give thanks to our great uh, and good God. And I hope that we'll do that. Bradley, be with you at three. See you in the morning at six. Lord willing. Adios.